Hello everybody, it's Tristan here today with my friend. It is Dakota. Yeah, my friend Dakota. He's uh, friends with me and Tyler and other people that I, we've talked about wanting to get on the podcast. And we finally, finally have got Dakota here. Sadly, Tyler's not here. Uh, he usually would be being my my co-host and all. Is now what I have referred to him as because, you know, he's been in the majority of the podcast, so might as well be. Um, so we just dropped a few podcasts over the week, I think three. Um, there's one that I plan on doing with both Tyler and Dakota together, hopefully today, um, but we'll see. And... So me and Dakota are going to do one, and today we're going to be talking about Immersive Sims. So for people who don't know what that is, it would be games like Bioshock, System Shock, Deus Ex, uh, Prey, Dishonored, Thief, kind of. Um, basically, a lot of it's just usually it's games. Most of the time, they're first person. Uh, they allow you to interact with pretty much everything in the world. And give you freedom and how to how you get around that world. Um, it's weird because uh, me and Tyler were talking about I can't remember which podcast it was. We were talking about how it's so weird how genres have like all these different names, but it's so hard to define subgenres and stuff like that. Like an immersive sim, you know what I mean? Like the name is an immerse, immersive simulation, like. It's it's a subgenre, but it could, I mean if to someone who doesn't know it could be like truck simulator or yeah. you know Skyrim could be an immersive sim even though it's not you know oh yeah oh yeah it's just which like a matter of perspective I guess yeah and you know honestly it's actually debated whether or not uh, the original Fallout is an immersive sim uh, mm -hmm. I don't really know why but I played the game but. I have heard people talk about, like, oh, the, well, technically the original Fallout is kind of an immersive sim type of game. And I'm like, I could see it. But then let's get to that point where it's where, like, it's kind of a broad spectrum. But you have, yeah. to, I don't know. It, but, like, what else would you, you can't call an immersive sim necessarily a, a like, a, a first-person shooter. Because most of them aren't really, like, they do have guns and you do shoot them. But they're not exactly a shooter first. Except yeah. for Bioshock, which is very much a shooter first. Um, even though it has other elements, Bioshock is very much shooter, especially mm. Infinite. Like it's it's almost not even an immersive sim. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> and I mean, I guess even Bioshock One and Two kind of teeter on the line of being an immersive sim, and kind of, you know, they they are, but they're they're not fully immersive sim because they're still kind of more shooter, which is what. Oh, yeah. uh, is what the creators wanted it to be. They wanted it to be a little bit more actiony and a little bit more of like a slice of an immersive sim, but for the mainstream audience. That's what I think that that's something. Ken Levine said something along those lines in an interview or something or GDC uh, about how they wanted to make it a more mainstream game because most immersive sims are pretty uh, pretty like cult following type games, like oh, yeah, Prey, oh. you know. Or Deus Ex, which Deus Ex was really successful, but it was mainly with a PC crowd, which in the period in which it came out, which was like early 2000s, 
PC was pretty much, I mean, a lot of people had PC, but it was still kind of a niche market compared to, like, console gaming. Yeah. And still to this day, the majority of people own console over PC. Because it's technically more affordable to buy a console than to buy a PC mm-hmm. for the majority of people. But you can find workarounds. Like, I, my, my laptop, it was only, like, 300 bucks, and it's pretty dang good. I mean... It's not like the best PC out there, but it is really good though. Like I can run everything that I play at like max settings, 60 FPS, no problem. Prey looks immaculate on on my laptop. Oh, I bet. I even bet. though even though I can't technically technically run 4K, but I can I have a 144 hertz monitor, so it's it's like a little bit better resolution than my TV. When you max the settings, it, it pops a lot more than uh, than on PC or on uh, console. So uh, let's see. But yeah, so me and Dakota have been uh, we've been friends for a long time. Well, actually, even longer than uh, me and Tyler, because me and Tyler became friends in like middle school. Me and Dakota have been friends since elementary school. Um, right. It started over the love of wrestling, actually, because I saw this one dude in in the uh, the uh, what did they the playground I guess yeah playground yeah somewhere the around. the one the the baseball field one or whatever yeah yeah in the yeah. in the, the, the backside or I guess the front but uh near the old building and you were over there near the little like old rock wall with uh, wrestling figures. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember exactly what what I said to you or anything like that, but I do know that we we ended up talking about wrestling and, and playing wrestling figures. I don't remember that much. Other than that, I don't remember anything else. But yeah, I don't either. I'm surprised I remember that much, to be honest with you. But hey, hey, so it is what it is. It is what it is. I agree. So all right, let's uh. We'll start with, uh, what's your history with immersive sim games? And your opinion on immersive sim games? Oh, I love them. Like, let's see, I I believe the first, like, immersive sim I played was actually Bioshock, to be honest. Right. And I absolutely fell in love with it. I th- the entire I think... series. Do what? Oh, the entire series, yeah. The entire series, I fell in love. I think... Because the first time I played Bioshock uh, was... Like, I used to have... Like, I used to hang out with Dalton Gerard and another dude that he was friends with named Patrick. And the Patrick guy, he had uh, he had Bioshock when we were in, like, elementary school. Like fifth grade, and he always talked about it, and I, I was like, "What is that game?" I was always like, "It always sounded so cool." Yeah. And many years later, I think when we were in middle school, I got Bioshock One, or no, 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 no. Hold on. No, uh, I don't know. Was it middle school? I can't remember. No, because I think I no, I bought them after I played Infinite. Mm-hmm. When did Infinite come out? Two thousand eleven. Uh, yeah, I think 2011, 2010-ish, I think. It still would have been middle school, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
So 2011-ish. So yeah, that's that's when I got Infinite. And and before that, I had played. Uh, my dad had rented Bioshock before, and I had played it with my dad. But I got Infinite. I played Infinite. Loved Infinite. I was like, God, this game's awesome. I I do. I absolutely love Infinite. Uh, and then I ended up buying Bioshock One and Two, and I played a little bit. Like I probably play, played five five hours of each, or maybe ten hours of each. The first game, I made it all the way to the to the fisheries, where you have to go take pictures of splicers and stuff like that with the uh, for that one guy. Uh, oh yeah. And then I two I did I had to make it super far, and I still to this day have not beaten either of those games, which is crazy. And I still need to, still want to, still plan on it, but I have not beaten either of them. I didn't beat them on 360, even though I own them. I bought them all of them remastered digital, like digitally on Xbox, and then I bought the 10th anniversary special edition that literally has oh, had yeah. limited copies, and I yeah, and I, I own that. an unopened copy of that collection. That's in that in that box, and I still haven't beaten those damn games. <laughs> it's crazy. I have technically bought like three copies of each game, if you look at it like that. Technically, I mean, I have two. I had them on the 360, the Xbox One, and I bought them again on the Steam. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I I interrupted you. You keep going with your uh, your experience with immersive sims and your love for Bioshock, which began your journey down the immersive sim rabbit hole which like i said i played a little bit of bioshock but really because the the first one the first game that is even though it's bioshock infinite is less of an immersive sim out of the entire genre it's probably the least immersive sim but it's still technically one and so that was the first one i ever beat i come on yeah the first one i ever beat unless dishonored came out before because i did dishonored come out before that i can't remember uh, oh God! Um, Dishonored was 2011 or 2012. I can't remember which year it was. I think it might have been 2012. Let's see here. I'm trying to look it up. Um, Dishonored was 2012. Oh, 2012. Yeah. So, so I played Infinite first. So Infinite technically was my start, even yeah, though I, I consider Dishonored my true start, not Infinite. That's fair. Like I love Dishonored as well. Like. I got so engrossed in that game, like, oh my god. Oh, agreed. So, so from Bioshock One, you did you like did you beat them on 360? Oh yeah, I beat them all on 360 again on the Xbox One, and okay, I, cool. I haven't started the Steam versions yet. So works, how, but... how much? Uh, or no, not how much? What did what did you go to from from uh, from Bioshock? I think I I actually went straight to uh, Dishonored. Yeah. Okay. After Bioshock One or after Bioshock One Two and Infinite. One, two, and infinite. Okay, so you played all three of those before you played Dishonored. Yeah. And, uh, so, so, going from Bioshock to Dishonored, I mean, what was your thoughts on Dishonored? Dishonored was a, oh, it was, it was, it was a change, like, for sure. Oh, yeah. But it's similar, because, like, they're still both, like, this weird dystopian alternate history world oh yeah in, in a and sense like, and like i just love the the aspect and the consequences that can happen yeah yeah which that was deeper than bioshock was oh like by far deeper it's just like it you know it just it made you think like should should i just you know avoid or should i kill 
Yeah, I like choice and consequence like that. Even though they kind of were like, killing's always bad, and like the chaos, good and bad chaos system was kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. And like there was no real neutral necessarily. You were just kind of like either this way or that way. And I mean, it, it worked really well in some aspects and others it didn't. But I mean, I still think it was a cool system. I mean, video games oh, yeah. haven't really evolved much from the whole good, bad neutral thing. I mean, you even go all the way to like Red Dead Redemption 2, which is like the most recent game I can think that has a morality system. It's still just good or bad morality. You know what yeah. I mean? You're an honorable... You can be neutral, actually, but it's just like you do good things, you do bad things, you make good choices, you make bad choices. You know, but... Yeah. I don't really know how else you can do a morality system other than basing it off good or bad choices. <laughs> I mean, yeah. whatever, but... And that's just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I, there's no other way you could really do it, because I mean, that's kind of what bases your morals, is whether you're a good or a bad person, so. Mm-hmm. Though, when it comes to, like, killing or not killing those people, I, I don't know, like, when you can consider that a good or a bad moral decision. Yeah. Depending on the people you're killing, and it doesn't matter who you kill, it's still considered a bad decision. It's interesting, though. And you can actually beat that entire game without killing a single person oh yeah that's... you can also beat that entire game without being seen by a single person yeah, and you can yeah. also beat that entire game without being seen or even coming in contact with a single person like you don't even have to knock out anybody like you could beat that entire game without any combat whatsoever yeah. and the fact that that's doable is that like insane that's insane that it, you can even achieve that yeah like, and a, a full-on, like, full pacifist run from beginning to end. Not coming in contact, not being seen. You even get a bonus per level with that for not being seen. So crazy how you and, how, like... Yeah, I mean, that. I think it's definitely up there as one of my favorite stealth games of all time. And definitely in my top five favorite immersive sims. And I also think that it might even be my favorite stealth game. Mm-hmm. I feel um, that. So from where did you go from Dishonored? I think from Dishonored I went to a uh, tried out Thief. Thief, yeah. So you're talking about Thief, uh, four technically. Yeah. The Thief reboot that was made by Idos Montreal. No, not Montreal, but just no. Maybe it was Idos Montreal. Mm-hmm. One of them. It was Idos something. Uh, which was a big, big flop of a game. That, oh yeah. That I didn't like it that is, much. Is really? Because I remember a couple years ago you said you really liked it. Like I liked it at first, but then I got deeper into it, and I was like, yeah. Man, just, you know, I played it on 360. I've heard some people defend it. I've heard some people talk absolute mad shit about it. And I think they're kind of like they're both coming from a good ground, and I think they both make sense. But like, if if I, which I haven't actually played any of the old Thief games. Do I want to? It is among some of the games I still need to buy on PC. They are apparently really, really good. I mean, janky, yeah. but good. They're old 90s games, early 2000s, so it's like, you know, they're not perfect, but they're still good. You yeah. know? And I definitely still want to play them. Now, there's actually a cool game coming out. I'll jump back to C4 in a second, but there's a cool game called, coming out called Gloomwood. Hmm. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. Well, as soon as you can, you should go to go on Steam and look up Gloomwood Demo, download the demo and play it, and it's a very much, 
immersive sim-ish type of game that is like a kind of like a spiritual successor thief type of game and it's really really freaking cool it's made by the same people that made or not the same people well the same publishing company but not the same guy i don't think it's the same guy might be actually, but they did uh, they did Dusk and like Unfortunate Spacemen and a bunch of other things. Oh, okay. Um, but it, it looks really really cool. I'm excited. I think it comes out this year. I don't know if it comes out this. I think it might even come out this month. Honestly, I don't know. There's so many games that come out. I was actually talking to uh, Derek and a few other people. I was like, you know, my main hobby is video games, and that's kind of how I justify owning so many Mm -hmm. and every video game that i buy i do play that i play every game i buy yeah if i don't like the game i get rid of it i sell it i trade it back in which is rare but it does happen sometimes yeah or if i get a game and i like really like it and then i play it more and i'm like eh, kind of like you did with c4 yeah you know what i mean then i'm like okay well i don't want it anymore now if i make a digital purchase that gets a little complicated but (laughs) Um, cause you know, Microsoft has absolutely ass return policies and stuff like that, but so oh, do yeah. a lot of stores, but it's based on hours played, which is weird. Um, that's pretty weird. Some games you could play 10 hours and still not know whether you a hundred percent like it or not. So mm-hmm. it's a little unfair, but either way, um, but and I, I still believe out of all the games I own and I've played, I think I've still beaten 80 to 90% of them, you know? Yeah. And I will inevitably end up beating the large majority of them. But in the day that I die, there will still be several games that I never beat that I own. <laughs> Reason being is because I, I grew up with so many different generations of pop culture is one of my excuses. So many different movies, so much nostalgia playing so many different consoles growing up and handhelds and so many different games that I have so much love and nostalgia and like stuff for games and like the game industry and indie games and double A games and stuff like that and I'm, I'm interested in so many different kinds that there's so many games that come out all the time and so many of them I miss and so many of them I get and I only have time to play so many yeah but that doesn't mean I don't want to support them and I don't want to like play it a little bit talk about it and like whatever I can still do that and maybe not beat it. Yeah, I know. I get but that. But still say I played it, and I think that's fine. I mean, I own a fuck, fuck ton of games. I mean, if you count between PC, every console that I own, and every handheld that I own, I own more games than, like, I could take every single person I work with and produce and combine them, and I own probably, like, triple what they own yeah. <laughs> combined. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I know you're probably you're you're in a similar boat. You mm-hmm. used to be more so when you owned more physical games yeah. back before you know some some tragedy happened. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> which still fucking pisses me off every time I think about it. Oh me too, me too. Oh, but you know, and then you know, Tyler also well he owns the majority of his games on uh, on PC. Mm-hmm. I think he owns more games on PC than anything any other console that he has. Or any other system in general, I think. If I had to yeah, guess, I would assume that it would be PC where he owns the most. Oh yeah, like for sure. Um, but anyway, off topic. Uh, so after so Thief Four, let's just keep let's go back to that. 
I played it a little bit on 360, and I found that the game was cool. And I, th- I don't remember that came out like 2014, I think. And I, I just yeah, the whole so. time, because I always, I never played the Thief games, but I was always told, you know, Dishonored is like a spiritual successor type of game to Thief, which it was. They were somewhat oh, yeah. inspired by that and other games that they had done in the past. And it, in a lot of people's eyes, they're like Dishonored is a better Thief, and it's 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 a better Thief Four than Thief Four. And so when I played Thief Four, having played Dishonored like a couple years prior, I played that on 360. I rented it from Redbox back in, in Redbox's infancy when it was uh, much less big as it is now. Yeah. Back when they actually still rented games, which they rented games literally only a year ago, and now they don't rent games anymore. Yeah, which is weird. Because they said they wanted to focus on movies and stuff, so I think what they want to do is focus on movie streaming, because now they stream movies on their app and stuff like that, and you can pay oh, to yeah. stream movies that are in theater. Fair, I guess. So, I mean, okay, but some like, people like my dad, man, used Redbox to rent games because he didn't, he couldn't afford to buy games very often. So he mm-hmm. used that to rent them, and then he would just rent them for a few days, beat them, and then that's it. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. But now he can't, which that sucks. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, anywho. So I wasn't a huge fan because I found the game to be very linear in comparison to Dishonored. Less, oh, less, yeah. less oh, yeah. like, less detailed. The AI wasn't as smart, and, you know, and that's not that AI is like super smart. Dishonored, it shouldn't be, but AI in that game was just really dumb. And there were some things like the looting. I thought was pretty cool how they did it, but oh yeah, like the looting was great. Like I liked yeah. like the looting aspect. Like it was great. I like. felt like maybe I'm wrong, but I felt like the the like the the traversal and the parkour and stuff was all in very linear set like set piece moments. Oh, for sure, without a doubt. Like, you had a set path on a building you could go through. You couldn't just, like, jump around buildings like a Dishonored. Yeah. There's a lot less freedom to it. Yeah. That was just my biggest... I just, I was like, oh, okay, well, it's not really for me. Especially after playing Dishonored. I can't play a game that's... Like, it, it, it was based... Like, it was inspired by their, that series, and then you come out with a game two years later that's not even as good as the game try, trying to be like the other one, in a way. Oh, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Though, you know what's cool, though? Is Corvo, which, you know, is a silent protagonist in the first game. Yeah. Dishonored 2, his voice actor, is the original voice actor for Garrett, the main character of the original Thief trilogy. Or three... Yeah, Thief trilogy. Which is badass. The original voice actor of the main character to Thief played Corvo Adano in Dishonored 2. And I That's find awesome. that great. Huh? Didn't I find that great? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. So where'd you go from uh, Thief, Thief 4? Oh, let's see. Deus Ex? I think I did start with Deus Ex, actually, after that. Deus Ex, Human Revolution, right? Mm-hmm. Which, before we jump into that, I recently, you know, I had bought Human Revolution and, Human, and Mankind Divided on PC, like, a few months ago. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I was playing Human Revolution. I kind of got off of it and was playing Wasteland Three, and then you know I jump around between PC, Xbox, fucking Switch, whatever. I'm all over the place when it comes to games. I always jump around yeah. a lot, which I've got like 40 hours in Wasteland Three, and I still need to beat that game. And they've come out with fucking two DLCs since I last played it. Yeah. Which both look great. My uh, my Wasteland Three fucking messed up on me. It had a game breaking bug. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. But we'll we'll save that. I kind of want to do. I kind of want to talk 
uh, do a video talking about Wasteland with you and maybe mention a little bit of Fallout because there are already two very, very long episodes of me and Tyler talking about all the Fallout games on here. But oh, I definitely yeah. want some from you, but there's two of them. Did you ever go and check out the, the podcast? I did not. You got the link though, right? I think so. I'll have to look back. Yeah. Okay. We should go and listen to them. We got we got two very long ones on Fallout. One's two hours and one's like an hour and a half. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Just doing a lot of talking. We mention you a lot too. So <laughs> I can't talk about Fallout and not mention you, buddy. <laughs> this is fair. That's fair. Yeah. But anyway, I was enjoying uh, Human Revolution. I was actually having a lot of fun with it. It, got, it took me a while to get used to the fact that it's like third-person cover and then first-person shooting. Yeah. It was odd. It kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, it was really odd. But ultimately, I think it's really good. I mean, I've heard oh, a lot yeah. of people say that the, those two games, which are prequel games to the original Deus Ex, uh, technically, I've heard a lot of people say that they're not nearly as good. Now, I have played yeah. the the old the original Deus Ex on PC. I haven't played a whole lot, and it is pretty good. There's a few things that are a little weird and dated, but that comes with mm-hmm. old games. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But so you start, you did uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution, because I remember the first time I ever played that game, before I got it on PC, uh, the first time I ever played it was when it first came out, and I rented it from Redbox, actually, and I played yeah. a little bit of it, and I, I think it was the third-person cover system and stuff, I, I literally d- decided that I didn't like the game after, like, the first mission. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now I like it, but, like, then I was like, <sighs> No. <laughs> I don't, I don't like this. It's just doesn't know. And and like the, like that. the gunplay was kind of weird, and like it was third person cover and then first person shooting, and I just didn't like it. Sure. Back then, I mean, I was a little bit more picky with my games, kind of. Um, a little bit. Uh, I didn't like anything turn based back then, which I now do, but I, I hated everything turn based back then. Yeah. I get that. Wasteland 2 was the the big game changer when it came to that, really, for me, for turn-based mm-hmm. as a whole. But uh, anyway, yeah, keep going. Uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution. What, how was that for yeah. you as your next I... immersive sim after the three Bioshocks, Dishonored 1, and Thief 4? I loved it. Yeah? Like, just the thought of, like, you know, that... I guess it's kind of like a cyberpunk-esque. It is. It's very much cyberpunk, yeah. It's kind of like what I wanted cyberpunk to be in a way, to be honest. Like the way you wanted the uh, more recent cyberpunk 2077 to be? Yeah, like more like that. Kind of thought it kind of, you wanted that to be like Deus Ex or Deus Ex to be like that? Well, like a a mixture of both. Okay. That's actually what the... uh... From one... In the other, and the aspects of one into the other. Right. And, you know, I still have to get back into Cyberpunk 2077, actually. Because um, I was I've playing gotten... a lot on Xbox One. I, 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 I made one video on it, actually, if you want to ever check it out on my YouTube mm-hmm. channel. I made a video on Cyberpunk around the time it first came out, with just talking about it. I, I definitely plan on making another once I get back into it. Now, I probably have clocked in around 40 to 50 hours. <sighs> I I really like a lot of things about the game, and I absolutely don't like also quite a few. I mean, we can talk about that on another podcast, but it's definitely an interesting game. 
I mean, it a is whole, like... whole interesting thing around it, and it was really the executive's fault for false advertisement and pushing a game to be something it literally couldn't achieve. Oh yeah, for sure. For a One studio that I would still consider double A, just because they have triple A funding does not make them a triple A studio. Yeah, no. They still don't even have like they they don't have like triple A numbers either. Like I don't know, they might have a thousand people now. Yeah. Like they made. I think they made The Witcher 3 with less than 500. So that and game also wasn't. Fantastic. That game is fantastic, but it's also not perfect. It wasn't perfect at launch, from what I heard. Oh no, no. But you know, and that's just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, that's that's how a lot of games go. Anyway, but, but thankfully they took the time and made it one of the best games. Yeah, yeah, ever. for sure. Sometimes games need a little bit of polish. At least nowadays you can you can give it that polish. Yeah. Whereas before you couldn't, you know. No. But anyway, continue with the human revolution. God, but like, yeah, like I remember coming home. I think it was seventh, seventh or eighth grade. I would yeah. just come home and just forget about everything else and just hop on the 360 and load up Deus Ex. Yeah. And just, I'd get immersed into that world. And I think, I think. That one's set in uh, Detroit, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think so. A futuristic and, Detroit. Yeah, and it was just fantastic. Like, I love the cyberware mm-hmm. I could get. The augmentations. Yeah, like it was just something else for me at the time. Right. Like, I just loved it. Me playing, I think it's, I think it's one of the better cyberpunk style games I've played ever. Oh yeah. Like for sure. Um, <clears throat> but so far, I mean, I've put, I've I've still probably put less than ten hours in the game on PC, but I'm um, I'm actually really liking it a lot. It's, it's a pretty good cool. one. Yeah, man, sniping's fun in that game. Oh, like sitting oh, on yeah. a building and just taking out dudes, just like it's pretty cool. It's nice. I think yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to um, like shoot, and then you have to unaim and then you do the bolt and then you aim back down sides. Yeah. So reload, which I kind of like that. Oh yeah. It made it more immersive. Yeah. Which hey, that's what those games are for. Is immersion mm-hmm. to try to make you feel like you're in the world. Now, obviously immersive sim is a big it's a weird subgenre spectrum of like what an immersive sim is. Me and Tyler had like a little bit of discussion, not really an argument, but kind of a discussion. We were like saying how he was like, "Well, isn't like uh, truck simulator an immersive sim <laughs> and I'm like yeah. in a sense yes but no like I would just consider that just a simulator like a, just a straight yeah. up sim game like it's just a simulator game all you do is just drive and drive and that's all you do like you're literally simulating what it would be to be a truck driver which for me those kind of games are there's nothing fun about them yeah, no, I'd get bored there's no there. bit of fun to me personally I'm not even like a lot of people say video games have to be fun. I don't think video games have to be fun. Because, like... Let me think of an example. Like, But it's also, like, what fun is to someone is subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think a video game can, like, tackle a topic. And, like, you know, it could be something very deep dark and personal and like something that's most definitely not fun to experience but it was a 
interesting experience that you got something from and you like enjoyed to an extent, but not like, you know what I mean? It wasn't fun yeah. per se, but it was kind of like an enjoyable experience, I guess, to an extent. Yeah. So, you know, but immersive Sims, like it's, it's being able to interact with everything and kind of use the world to your will. And like you have creativity to how to like deal with situations and you make choices and consequences. And there's usually some form of morality system. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they're usually pretty living, breathing, deep worlds for the most part. With a lot of lore and backstory and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So where did you go from Human Revolution? Let's see. Oh god, where did I go from there? While you think about that, see, I, I, you know, I did... So I went from Bioshock Infinite, which I really, really love that game. I went to Dishonored, which... Has probably my favorite stealth game of all time. It's so freaking good. It's just so I could do a podcast just talking about Dishonored. Oh yeah, that's how good it is, you know. Uh, and then I went from Dishonored to I like I said, I played a little bit of Human Revolution. I played a little bit of D4, but I don't really count those because I didn't like beat them or anything. Uh, you know, I like I said, I played Bioshock two and or one and two, but I didn't beat them. But I did play a little bit of them. Uh, Technically, Half-Life 2 is considered somewhat of an immersive sim linear shooter, in a sense. And technically, I played that on original Xbox without even knowing what it was, really. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. You know, but I did play it on original Xbox. I owned it. My granddad picked it up at a flea market, and I, I owned it my entire life on original Xbox. And that's like some of people's like games of their life, and I played it, and I always... I mean, I... <laughs> I always chose to play Halo 2 instead. <laughs> but Halo fair. 2 is great, so I mean, this is what that's, it is. But fair. maybe Halo 2 is my Half-Life 2. You know what I mean? Halo 2 is great. <laughs> it's it's one of the, like it's definitely hands down one of the best first-person shooters oh. out there, in my oh, opinion. Oh, for sure, for sure. But like, uh, I'd say I went. Like... Oh yeah, I I went from so I went from those. Uh, so then. I'd never played Humankind, or I mean, uh, Mankind Divided. Uh, I'm trying to think. I never like, you know, I never played the System Shock games. I still want to play those. I got System Shock One remake coming out. I want to play. I never played System Shock Two. Oh, so the next. Out. Yeah, the the it's supposed to come out this year. The System Shock remake, which I'm pretty excited for. Mm -hmm. Uh, so the next thing that I played, immersive sim wise, was Prey. My one of my top five favorite games of all time, and definitely my favorite immersive sim of all time. And I played the living shit out of that game, and I love, 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 love that game. I mean, it's uh, fair. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so very good. good. Very, very, very good. Very underappreciated. Very underreviewed. Um. It, it's a very niche kind of cult following type game that I think was too complicated for its own good for the vast majority of people who played it. Mm -hmm. right. um, yeah, and then from there, because uh, Dishonored 2 came out like a year prior, and I played that, like, I think I played, I had owned Dishonored 2 for a little bit, but I beat it last year, I think. Um, and Dishonored 2 is really good. I don't know if it's as good as the first one, but it is it is really good. Yeah. Uh, I still have yet to play Deathly Outsider, 
And as far as this year, I wish that, I don't know, I've, I've thought about it. I thought about buying Deathloop on PC, but I heard Deathloop on PC is kind of broken because so was Dishonored 2. <laughs> it did be like that. So it took a while to fix Dishonored 2 on PC. I don't even know if it's fully fixed today. But, so I was like, I don't know if I want to do that, but I also kind of would like to play it on my TV, so I might just wait until next year when it comes out on Xbox. I mean, that's you know, maybe I'll have a Maybe I'll have a Series X by then or something. Yeah, that's whatever. I do want to play the game, but, you know, it's cool. Then they got Redfall coming out next year, which is like a four-player co-op immersive sim type game where you play vampire hunters. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Redfall. Because Deathloop is made by the guys who made Dishonored 2... Redfall's being made by the guys who made uh, Prey, like the teams, Arcane Austin, Arcane Leon. Yeah. So, uh, Raphael Colantonio, who was the head of the studio, he left. Now the, the co-head or whatever, uh, Harvey Smith is still there. He was like one of the original creators of Deus Ex, the very original game. Uh, mm-hmm. Raphael Colantonio... He is working on Weird West with his new studio, Wolf Eye, which that is one of my most anticipated games of this year, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited for that game. I don't know how much you've seen on it, but you should definitely look up some stuff on it. I will. Also, I don't even remember if they have a release date for it. I swear that it was coming out this month, and then I went and looked it up, and it didn't say anything, but I swear it comes out this month sometime. I just don't know when. But anyway, my ramblings there, kind of covering that. So where, where did you head after? Uh, Human Revolution? Did you figure that uh, out? The, it was many, many years afterwards. But I think after that was Prey, actually. After many. Human Revolution? Didn't you play Mankind Divided first? Oh, yeah, it was Mankind Divided. I haven't played a... Wait, which one is it again? I think... Okay, yeah, it was Mankind Divided first. I haven't played uh, Human Revolution, is what I meant. Sorry. You haven't played Human Revolution? No, I, I played Mankind Divided. That's the one. I got the two mixed up. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, that's... Okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. That's the one I haven't played yet. That's the one that Tyler has recently played. Or... Or is it... Or am I... Just... Doing a big dum dum moment. I thought you played both. I haven't. I haven't played. Man- no, wait, no. Oh God, I'm fucked up now. My brain. No, Mankind Divided is the newest one, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Then no. So I, I did play Human Revolution. Yeah. Was, okay. So I was right. Okay. okay. So you haven't played Mankind Divided. Yeah, yet. I haven't. I haven't played Mankind Divided yet. I need to. Oh, okay. That's the only one Tyler's played. A shame, really. You need to play the other one. Yeah, I mean, I heard Human Revolution's better than Mankind Divided, but I don't know. I haven't played it. Mm-hmm. So you went to, so you went to Prey. Prey was next. Yep. Many, many moons. After, after no, okay. Well, Prey was after. Prey would ask. Prey was after Dishonored, right? Or did you play Human Revolution yeah. after Dishonored? Let's see. I think it went. Human Revolution then Dishonored. Yeah. Because Human Revolution came out like 2011 and 2012 was Dishonored, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. So after Dishonored 1, you went to Prey. Mm hmm. I think, uh, I 
if I'm remembering correctly, I pre-ordered Prey, if I if I remember right. Did you? On the uh on my Xbox One. Yeah. Digitally, I think, right? Thank God I did it digitally, yes. Yeah, because, uh, you know, it would have been among the other things I got pawned off. Yeah. But it took you quite a few years to finally get back into the game as of late, like, very recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad I got back into it, because I'm really... That's fantastic. ...really enjoying. I recently started continuing playing my, uh... In the last month, playing my, uh second playthrough on Xbox, and then I bought it on PC for pretty cheap, and started playing through on there. So, uh, so far, now getting back into it, what's, what's your opinions on Prey? Oh, God. Like, I love, I love the mimics. Oh, yeah. Like, just that this unknown is a very dynamic fear. enemy. Yeah, like that unknown fear of what's, you know, what's the little one's gonna be this time, you know? Right. Like, is it going to be this coffee cup? Is it going to be this lamp? Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. you got that, that's like innate fear of the unknown. Because oh, yeah. you don't know when you're just going to, you know, come it's around the corner. It's also like the sound design. The sound design in Prey is some of the best sound design, like as far as atmospheric sound design in a video game I've ever played in my life. Mick Gordon, who did the soundtracks for Doom, Doom Eternal, and like one of the, like maybe a couple of the Wolfenstein games, which are like crazy bombastic action packed. He did this like eerie, spatial horror, just thriller, like just creepy ass atmospheric music for Prey. Yeah. I'm like, Damn, that guy's good because he can do this and he can do fucking just insane metal. I'm He's like, so good. I He's mean, so good. too good. The atmosphere, like the the atmosphere in Prey is insane. You know, you can literally track every human being, whether dead or alive, on that ship or on that space station at the security stations. You can track yeah. every single person's body in the entire Everyone. game. Every one of them. And they all have names. There's no body in that game without a name. Yep, and that's what I like most, is that There's it gives a... it that, that identity. Yeah, it's it's, it's alive. Like it's, it's not it's a just living... a random NPC. It's yeah. a person in the game. Yeah, it's a living, breathing person. Everyone has a name. Everyone has a story. Almost everyone there, you can find a terminal, or you can find an email, or a log, or a, a voice recording. You know, the 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 recordings kind of like it reminds me of Bioshock. You know, listening to the meg uh, the what are they called? The other recordings or whatever in Bioshock. The, oh, the um. Stega. Um. What are they called? Oh god, what are they looks called? Looks like a like a. Looks like a, a vinyl player, but it's like it's got a name. I just don't know um, what it is. Like a cassette tape, right? But it's not cassette tapes. Yeah, but like, like I'm but, just using that like, as like a. a but yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, but it's like it's like a record though. Yeah. Type um, I don't fucking remember. Oh, what did but, they call that? I don't remember. It has a it's a something phone, like the end phone, like it's something phone. Oh, um. Um. Oh god, it's right, right there. It's right there on the tip of my tongue. Um. Ah, oh, fuck. 
What is it called? Si no, not Seismophone. Um, See, oh my god. It's the Audio Diaries, which are... Um, I cannot think of this fucking thing. The name. Yep, I don't know. I was trying to figure it out by looking it up, but it's, no, I can't do anything. It's, it's killing me. So, I don't know. Bioshock's like a retro, futuristic kind of thing. So, they are... Uh, like apparently, they are tapes that you put in something to listen to. But yeah. it's recorded on something that has, like, a, a record on it. Whatever it's called. But it, you do use tapes to listen to it. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Confusing. But anyway. But, yeah, I mean, you can find those. The, uh, the little recordings that you find in Prey... And and the the amount of creativity, like in the very beginning when you're in, uh, is it uh the the, the neuromod division, like where you first start when you get your first neuromod, you inject yeah, it yeah. into your fucking eyeball. <laughs> um, the neuromod division when you're there, you can you can get repair. And if you get repair, you can fix the elevator shaft and go up it. But if yeah. you don't have repair, you can just use the glue gun to get to the second floor. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Just and if you have a high enough hacking, you can get into the the station right there. And there's also another way, I think. Uh, but then you can even get a toy crossbow in the game that allows yeah, you to yeah, shoot I through windows it, yeah. and open doors and like hit like latches and open secret things and there's like so much detail and love poured into the game and like things that you can notice that you'll notice like after the fifth playthrough so many weird things here and there oh, cool. it's a fucking immaculately detailed game and it's like one giant space dungeon yeah and their inspirations for prey was a was a little bit of like deus ex mixed with system shock and uh Rathal Colantonio's original game at Arcane when he founded it, Arx Fatalis. Which was inspired oh, by yeah. Ultima Underworld. Which Ultima Underworld is considered the original immersive sim. Mm -hmm. Whereas System Shock is considered the immersive sim. The modern original immersive sim that like defined how it is today. Yeah. And Bioshock is the one that like exploded that genre in popularity for a while, just till it kind of died out again and became niche all over again. Unfortunately, so. Yeah, but man, and then the enemies—I mean, they're not super complex, but they're still—they're pretty good. I mean, oh, yeah. phantoms and stuff like that. And you know, the phantoms remind me of the way the flood are in Halo, or yeah. or like the suiciders yeah. in Dead Island, where there's still some humanity left in them. Mm -hmm. And so, like, there's an alien that has taken over their body, but, like, you can hear them saying, like, help. Or, like... Yeah. Or, or they even, re they even like... will, like, repeat their last words. You know what I mean? So good. And it's crazy. Um, but, hey, what's your thoughts, uh, like... Of what you know of or have heard of uh, Bioshock 4? Oh, I haven't heard anything. 
You haven't heard anything on Bioshock 4? No, this is news to me. Pray tell. Well, hold on. Bioshock 4 uh, is, is sometime in the near future supposed to be getting a, an announcement. Uh, in 2019, they, uh, what is it? I can't remember who. There's a studio that's actually announced that they're working on the next Bioshock game. Uh, Cloud Chamber. The, uh, a new studio that was formed under 2K called Cloud Chamber is working on Bioshock 4. While Ken Levine opened up his studio called... Uh, what was it called? Ghost Story Games? And they're working on a new game that's untitled, unannounced, and probably immersive simish, but he's not working on the next Bioshock. So, what what do you what would you uh, want from a, another Bioshock game? What would you Ooh, expect Cloud know. Chamber to do? Oh, let's see. I mean, we've already had two games set, uh, you know, under the ocean, and one in the clouds. Oh. Let's see. Oh, wow. What can they do? Hmm. Um, I guess I had to say, I would like to have it set in like, like, obviously it's like an alternate history already. But like... Right, yeah. Oh, oh no! I don't really know. Yeah, it'd be. I mean, it'd be oh, interesting because I mean, like you've done it underwater in the sky. I mean, yeah, it's already alternate history and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I don't know. They could. Who knows? I mean, you can't do a space station. It was kind of already done in System Shock and Prey. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, I don't know what they could do exactly. It would still have to be one of those like dystopian type things oh yeah for sure what did you do to your face everything <laughs> you know like a like a, a world that seemed perfect that really wasn't type thing yeah I think that'd be interesting but I mean I don't know like I don't want to see Rapture again even though I haven't be I haven't played the DLC for Bioshock Infinite but I know that Rapture is in that DLC. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely a cool thing, but I'm like, how much Rapture do we need? You had Rapture in Bioshock 1, you had Rapture in Bioshock 2, and you had Rapture in DLC for Infinite. And then Infinite was in the sky, and now, now uh, what was that place called? Um, dang. What was the the, the, the city called in, uh, in uh, ah. Infinite? It was... Uh, did it start with a C? I think so. No, that was the bad guy named Comstock, who know. also is the protagonist. Isn't that interesting? Um, he's just an older version of uh, the main guy, whatever his name is. I forget. Um, Columb Columbia? No. Colum no, yeah, yeah, Columbia. Columbia, yeah. Columbia? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Columbia. Columbia. Yeah, it's yeah, Columbia. Flying. The flying city of Columbia. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the steampunk city. Yep. Which I gotta say that like the the, the like the 
the robotic like presidents and stuff were pretty uh pretty interesting. Oh yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I think a Bioshock Four would be cool. It'd be interesting to see what they do with it. But I don't know what they're gonna do with it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, don't want any more Rapture. I'm not saying I wouldn't be against returning to Columbia, but I feel like that kind of that ship kind of sailed. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, unless they just did one like on, you know, land, not underwater, not in the sky. I don't know. Maybe if they did it in like, I don't know, like a like a like a town or something. Like a creepy ass town, just That'd like a town that seems perfect on the outside, but really when you get on the inside, it's very, very much not perfect. Mm-hmm. Now that would be cool. Like, That'd that be interesting. Be cool. um, you know, they have to do a lot of things to make it really cool, but I think that would be an interesting, to- like, kind of thing to do. That's the only thing I could think they could do really. That. Yeah, because you kind of have to stay with that same like alt history, creepy, dystopian utopia type thing, which is what both or like all three prior games did. You know, Mm -hmm. it was like utopia turned to dystopian, uh, rundown, uh, apocalyptic state, basically. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, I think that'd be interesting. So, uh, I think that's going to end this one. Uh, so, you can find me at Lord of the RPG on Twitter and YouTube. Check out anything new. And you can check out Dakota. At Vasto DS. On Twitter. And, yeah. Xbox maybe. Steam. Oh, I don't have my Xbox anymore. Oh yeah. Yeah. What happened to that? Oh, I let them. Uh, I let you know mom and them use it for the uh, the kids. Oh okay. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, that's gonna be the end of that one. So hope you guys have a good day. Enjoy the podcast.